Kenya is a crucible of innovation within East Africa. I'm Oli Giu. And I'm Fola Olaleye. And this is Pitch Pulse, a podcast from the Private Infrastructure Development Group. Pitch finances innovative infrastructure projects in Sub-Saharan Africa and South and Southeast Asia. We're committed to the economic growth of the world's most fragile communities, lifting them out of poverty with a strong focus on sustainability. Today, we discuss the ambitious dynamism of Kenya in developing new capital markets. Pitch companies have been based in Kenya's capital, Nairobi, for more than five years and are helping to pioneer new infrastructure asset classes and private sector investment opportunities. It's clear Kenya is committed to embracing change. In January 2020, the UK's Prime Minister Boris Johnson met with Kenya's President Uhuru Kenyatta to agree a new strategic partnership. One of the main pillars of this being a strong focus on sustainable development. To find out how Pidge is helping to achieve this goal, we're joined by a panel of experts. Hi everyone, um, my name is Bemi Adani-Williams, I'm from Infoco Africa. Hi, I'm Jasper Nyango from Pitch Technical Assistance. Hi, I'm Sarah Samir from Garanko, I'm the Business Development Manager covering Africa. And we'll also be joined by Alistair Herbertson from the Emerging Africa Infrastructure Fund. So, we mentioned that Pitch has been in Nairobi for more than five years, and in that time, Sarah Cilia says they now have a team of 25 people from across the companies working to expand their offering in East and Southern Africa. Pitch and its companies, including Geranco, Infraco Africa, Pitch Limited, and Pitch Technical Assistance, are creating market mechanisms that mobilize or enable private sector investment. They are pioneering new infrastructure, asset classes, and opportunities for the private sector to invest into. Sarah explains that there have been challenges, though, to building capital markets in Kenya. Firstly, infrastructure developers often rely on dollar-denominated bank loans to finance their developments. And as you know, these loans seldom offer the tenors required for most infrastructure developments. This exposes borrowers to currency exchange risk. Secondly, the capital market in Kenya, and indeed across most of the continent, has been dormant for a while due to lack of investor confidence. What this means is that the local currency institutional investors, your pension funds, local asset managers, who would be the most natural feat in providing medium to long-term funding for infrastructure project finance, are usually risk-averse. However, the good news is that we are seeing a change. But despite the challenges, Sarah says when you're looking to attract private sector finance to support infrastructure developments, developing capital markets is vital. It is vital because it provides confidence to institutional investors. It helps to unlock local currency finance from insurance funds, pension funds and the like. It also helps to establish a sustainable flow of finance for infrastructure development. Local currency finance is important in reducing currency exchange risk and mitigating against the risk of external shocks. Now, Kenya has clearly shown a willingness to introduce measures to support the growth of capital markets and infrastructure projects. Bemi from Infraco Africa says Kenya's capital markets are recognised as among East Africa's more sophisticated. The country holds significant wealth in sort of pension funds, life insurance funds, as well as private portfolios. Kenyan institutional investors welcome new ideas and are quite open to new sectors and they're embracing financial mechanisms such as um, green bonds, um, credit enhancements, just to mention a few. 
which are underpinning the sustainable um, pipeline of infrastructure projects, which will help boost the country's economic development. Um, I'd just say lastly, the regulators in Kenya have been at the forefront of creating a regulatory environment where new and innovative products can thrive. And Alistair from the Emerging Africa Infrastructure Fund says the country is really demonstrating its ambition in regards to the growth of infrastructure projects. The Emerging Africa Infrastructure Fund has been a long-term investor in the Kenyan market. I think our first investment was in 2007 in the Rabai Power Station. Since then, we've made a number of follow-on investments into infrastructure assets, and we've also actively engaged with the government of Kenya what it is that they wanted to achieve through bringing private sector finance into the infrastructure space. Since then, Alistair says we have seen the evolution and the development of the procurement of infrastructure assets by the government of Kenya. You know, we have seen the procurement using programs such as the toll road program or the annuity road program, the feed-in tariffs in the IPPs, And all of these make it a lot more efficient for us to participate in financing the infrastructure that the government requires. So I think generally what we're seeing is that the government of Kenya is working tirelessly to create an environment that the private sector can participate in the financing of infrastructure. And I think this is very welcome because ultimately what we want to see is more infrastructure development in Kenya. Earlier, we highlighted the new strategic partnership between Kenya and the UK. Well, Jasper Onyango from Pitch Technical Assistance explains how it's going to work. The £132 million package of investment in Kenya will support, among others, uh, efforts to build uh, 10,000 green affordable homes. It will also finance clean energy solutions like off-grid solar, uh, which targets to connect households to clean energy. And uh, it will also boost manufacturing through the UK's Manufacturing Africa Initiative. So this partnership was established before the pandemic. And uh, the UK-Kenya strategic partnership driven by FCDO focuses on strengthening the country's uh, capital markets and building investors' confidence to ensure that vital infrastructure projects have access to the pool of domestic capital. Uh, The initiative will now play a key role in ensuring Kenya's sustainable recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. So we've spoken about the challenges facing Kenya. So let's find out how Pidge is providing the solution. Here's Sarah again. The first venture by Pidge in Kenya's capital markets was to support the scaling up of Acorn Holdings student housing offering in Nairobi. In 2019, Acorn embarked on a note issuance program to raise 5 billion Kenya shillings, or about 65 million US dollars, for the construction of six purpose-built student accommodation properties in Nairobi. Before that, Acorn had faced challenges in accessing long-term affordable local currency finance to grow its offering to meet the growing student accommodation demand. Then you have Garanko's work with Acorn to guarantee investors and launch the 5 billion Kenya shillings green bond, the first to be listed in the UK and Kenya. But what is a green bond and why was it suitable for ACORN's needs? Green bonds were created to fund projects that have positive environmental and or climate benefits. Now, one of the things that ACORN did during the project preparation stage was to incorporate forward-looking design principles. These included five safety standards, which is above the local regulatory requirements. They also took into account gender and disability considerations 
and they implemented international green building standards for water, energy, and construction materials. These green building standards are certified by IFC under the IFC age criteria. This allowed ACON to raise financing under the internationally recognized green certification scheme of the Climate Bonds Initiative. There are associated challenges with launching an innovative green bond, as Jasper explains. The general understanding of green bonds and uh, what they are meant to achieve is in its own a challenge. Uh, demonstrating projects' eligibility and the certification of the bonds as green is still a challenge faced in the green bond market. The cost of meeting climate bond standards, including green certification and the verification, are also quite high. Secondly, there is limited awareness of the benefit of green bonds and the understanding of existing international guidelines and standards. Uh, the third challenge is the international investor low appetite for the region because of a perceived high risk uh, relative to other emerging economies. This has been exacerbated in most cases by the lack of uh, local green bond guidelines and uh, listing rules, lack of domestic uh, green investors and other difficulties experienced by invest international investors when accessing local markets. Finally, there is a significant mismatch between the sectors that require climate financing and the current sectors attracting investors' appetite. Now, Pitch Technical Assistance provides target catalytic support to aid project development and enable transactions across the project lifecycle. And this is how it was able to ensure the bond could launch on the London-Nairobi stock exchanges. In this case, PGTA through Garanko provided a ECON with a part returnable grant to contribute towards the cost of the medium-term loan notes issue, which created an enabling effect for the transaction. So an initial grant of uh, 357,000 USD uh, was provided to enable ECON cover the cost of uh, rating agencies and legal service providers in relation to the issuance of the loan notes uh, by the project company to support the construction of the purpose-built student accommodation in Nairobi, Kenya. PGTA support was needed because the corporate bond market in Kenya at the time was dormant, and this was the first guaranteed bond in Kenya and first bond with a stage drawdown profile. This issuance raised the need for additional work from lawyers and the rating agencies. Econ also considered the upfront costs of this first-of-its-kind transaction to be prohibitively expensive, given the execution risk involved. Partnership with PGTA ensured they could achieve the demonstration and market stimulation effect, which enabled the transaction. The second support that was offered by PGTA was a grant of 64,000 USD to finance activities associated with a local currency bond listing on the London Stock Exchange and Nairobi Securities Exchange. The PGTA-funded activities helped enhance further the local capital market for corporate bond issuers and deepened the capital available for local currency bond listing on recognised international exchanges. The Emerging Africa Infrastructure Fund came in to support the initiative. Here's Alistair Herbertson. Garanko is obviously a close affiliate of the Emerging Africa Infrastructure Fund, and they had been working on this bond issuance for a number of months before it came to market. When it did eventually come to market and Stanbeck Kenya, the lead book runner, approached the participants, we were part of the list that were invited to consider the bond issuance. This was a specifically interesting bond for Emerging Africa Infrastructure Fund because it was in local currency and we had for a number of months been looking for opportunities where we could participate in local currents, being a predominantly hard currency US dollar denominated lender. 
So he jumped on the opportunity to support the bond issuance and to work closely with Garandco, who we knew had done substantial work on structuring a great opportunity for private sector investors in the Kenyan market. So how did the Emerging Africa Infrastructure Fund's involvement improve the confidence of institutional investors? AFE has provided the anchor investment role on a number of bonds in the African continent. Whenever we're putting capital and our name at risk, we always do detailed due diligence on a bond issuance, both the structural and technical issues. I like to think that institutional investors will look at both the quantum of our risk that we've taken within the bond and our reputation and will rely somewhat on the fact that we have gone into the nuts and bolts of a transaction and haven't identified anything of material concern. Whilst obviously they can't rely on our due diligence, I do think it gives them that extra confidence either to undertake the due diligence themselves or to participate in a bond of this nature. Alistair says the ACORN bond is a perfect example of what Pidge has to offer. I think this bond really gives a good example of how Pidge can facilitate the investment into private infrastructure by other players in the market, the institutional investors, whilst also bringing our own capital and our own experience on how to structure and participate in bonds. I think this is a fantastic example of Pidge working together to solve both the infrastructure problem and the private sector finance issue. Now, in February 2021, Infraco Africa was the anchor investor for the Acorn Development and Income Real Estate Investment Trusts, also known as the REITs. By investing 1 billion Kenya shillings into the REITs, helping Acorn to grow further. But why were REITs needed? Why weren't investors confident in the instrument already? So REITs are a relatively new asset class in Kenya. So we acted as an anchor investor in the Acorn REITs to demonstrate our confidence in REITs as as an investment instrument um, and helping to sort of crowd in the local investors who were still a bit unsure about products. The REIT ended up raising about 2.4 billion shillings to aid the expansion of ACON's portfolio of purpose-built student accommodation. Femi explains how Pidge also teamed up with Cardano Development to create a credit enhancement facility in Kenya. Yeah, so Pidge realised that there was a shortage of local currency guarantees available for infrastructure projects um, across various sectors um, in Kenya, and this was creating a particular challenge. Um, hence, Pidge undertook a feasibility studies with um, Cardano Development that suggested this credit-enhancing facility would potentially um, be catalytic in the country's um, infrastructure sector. Coupled with the Pidge's company's expertise, we felt we were best placed to help um, execute this. And actually, Sarah says Garanko also helped to address similar challenges in Nigeria and Pakistan. Garanko acted as one of the founding sponsors for InfraCredit Nigeria. This was alongside the Nigerian Sovereign Investment Authority. Garanko provided grant funding, capacity and experience to bring InfraCredit from concept to reality. What Garanko's involvement did was to help credit enhance InfraCredit's capital structure and achieve a higher credit rating, thereby increasing its attractiveness to the borrowers and investors that will invest in infrastructure through bonds covered by InfraCredit Nigeria. InfraZamin Pakistan, on the other hand, was set up by Page with contingent capital facility of about 50 million US dollars in local currency provided by Garanko. Equity of about 15 million US dollars, again in local currency, provided by Infraco Asia Investments, 
and a one million US dollar returnable grant provided by Peach Technical Assistance. Infrazamin aims to significantly transform the infrastructure financing market in Pakistan by mobilizing first-time local borrowers and investors. And Bemi says these successes will be mirrored in Kenya. Just looking back to what Infraco Africa have done previously, um, we made a $27 million investment into Infracredit in Nigeria, and that was just to support its credit rating. We are now using this expertise to work with the Cardano Development Group to explore options of a similar credit enhancement facility in Kenya to promote the participation of long-term capital providers in the country's debt capital markets. Jasper says Pidge Technical Assistance is providing a great deal of additional support in Kenya too. Currently, PGT has provided approximately 300,000 USD grant to embed a senior economic advisor in the office of the Deputy Chief of Staff. So the Deputy Chief of Staff heads the Presidential Policy and Strategy Unit within the Executive Office of the President of Kenya and is responsible for driving the Presidential Transformation Program with key focus on job creation, identifying flagship investments, spearheading sustainable development, and coordinating complex multi-stakeholders engagements and strategic partnerships. So these partnerships include with the private sector, other public sector stakeholders, and international development partners. So the PGTA Embedded Advisor will offer policy research and evidence-based analysis on key economic issues to the Office of the Deputy Chief of Staff. The Kenyan government has also made PPPs a priority mechanism that can support the development of assets and provision of services to address the major infrastructure gaps in the country. PGTA will supplement a commitment of 1 million USD from FCDO with a grant of 300,000 to be applied to a technical assistance support program for the Kenyan PPP unit. The program will seek to provide general technical assistance grants to fund feasibility and market studies, environmental and social impact assessments, and provide funding for embedded advisory services within the PPP unit. This will be across a range of sectors, including roads, bridges, and ports infrastructure, students' accommodation, energy, and water. And finally, we mentioned at the start that Kenya is seen as a crucible of innovation for East Africa. But Sarah says there's still so much potential yet to be unlocked. Kenya has a huge potential to demonstrate the value of strong capital markets to the wider sub-Saharan African infrastructure market. Now, mobilizing institutional investors to support the infrastructure asset class is one part of the picture. We also work to support the development of promising project concepts into bankable opportunities into which the private sector investors can invest. In Kenya, PEAGE is active in supporting both on- and off-grid solar, affordable housing, and electric mobility projects. You can find out more about our project works across the company's website. Thanks to Sarah Cilia, Bemi Adeni Williams, Jasper Onyango, and Alistair Herbertson for joining us on the podcast. You can find out more about our work in Kenya on our website, pidge.org. You've been listening to Pitch Pulse. You can find our podcast on all the major platforms. Please like and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. I'm Oli Giyu. And I'm Fola Olaleya. Thanks for listening.